Welcome to Commanding Influence Global with Pastor Yo Emmanuel, the lead pastor. Are you ready to be empowered and strengthen your faith work? Fasten your seatbelt as we journey together. Is faithful. I count it a great honor to be here this morning bringing God's word and to hear the gospel of Christ to the people of God. And I equally celebrate God's servant, the angel of the Lord over this house, my father, for granting me this privilege to stand in his shoes to declare the counsel of God. Thank you very much, sir. Hallelujah. The prophetic focus for the month of May 2023 has been understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit for fulfillment of destiny. Understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit for the fulfillment of destiny all through the month of May, we've been looking at the person of the Holy Spirit, and this morning we shall be looking at engaging the power of the Holy Ghost for exploits. Engaging the power of the Holy Ghost for exploit. My entire teaching this morning will be anchored on Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. Please turn your Bibles with me to the book of Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. Daniel chapter 11, as I read verse 32, the Bible says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. Remember, we are looking at engaging the power of the Holy Ghost for exploit. And Daniel 11 and verse 32 is saying, And as such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I like to point out three key things from this scripture. And I like you to pay attention because these three things I'm about to point out is the answer to the question that believers have been asking over the years. Why is it that it seems as though it is only unbelievers that are doing so much exploit in life? These three things I'm about to point out from this scripture is the answer to that question. Why it seems as though unbelievers are the one dominating when it comes to exploiting life. The first thing you must understand from this scripture is that the Bible says the people who do know their God. The Bible did not say the people of God. The Bible did not say the children of God. It did not say those who are born again. The Bible says the people. Meaning if an unbeliever engages this principle, that unbeliever will do exploit in life. Are we together this morning? It says the people who do know their God. Because when it comes to exploit, exploit is not limited only to the children of God. Exploit has is no respecter of person. Anybody that engages the principle as it has to do with exploits will do exploits. So the Bible says the people who do know their God. The second thing I want to point out is that the Bible says the people who do know their God, not the God of the Bible, not Jehovah God, the people who do know their God. Meaning, if an unbeliever knows his God so much, that unbeliever will be strong and will do so much exploit more than a believer who does not know his God. Are you following? The people who do know their God, not only Jehovah, the people who do know anybody that knows 
You'll be strong and you'll do it greater. More than a believer who does not know his God. And so the Bible says the people who do know their God, they shall be strong and shall do exploit. And the third thing I want to point out from that scripture is that the Bible says the people who do know their God, not the people who do know the God of their pastor, not the people who do know the God of their church, the people who do know their God, meaning you must have a personal knowledge, you must have a personal experience of God if you must do exploits in life. And so he says the people who do know their God, not just the God that you that they preach to you, not just the God that your pastor told you about, not just the God that was preached to you in church, the people who do know their God, meaning God must move from being the God of your pastor to being your God. The word no day is simply the same word that was used in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1 when the Bible says and Adam knew Eve. It's a personal experience. No one can have that knowledge for you. The people who do know their God. It's a personal experience that you come to a point where you have a personal relationship. Like our mama said on Wednesday, where you begin to have intimacy with the Holy Ghost. That's a personal experience. It cannot be transferred. And so he said the people who do know their God, not the God of your pastor. God must move from being the God of your pastor to being your God. If you must do exploits in life, he must move from being just the God of Liberation Gospel Center International to being the God of Brother Damilani. As it has to do with exploits, every man will have to know God for himself. What the pastor knows about God is not sufficient enough to empower you when it has to do with the school of exploits. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so thank God for what your pastor knows about God. But you must have a personal knowledge. You must have personal intimacy. You must have personal relationship and experience with God. Do you know why? Because everything we do in church is simply to guide and to motivate you to go back and know God for yourself. Everything that is preached in church is just a motivation to motivate you to go back and have a personal work with God because as it has to do with exploits, it is the people who do know their God. The people who do know their God, those are the ones who will do exploits. And the reason it is so is because every man's destiny is different. Every man's destiny is different. The way you were wired, you were wired in such a way that nobody has the same kind of destiny that you have. That's why you have to know God for yourself. Because only the one who was there when your destiny was being sculpted, only that one has the capacity to empower you to do exploits. So when it has to do with exploits, everyone must walk the path of intimacy for himself. Hallelujah. Let me show you a few people in the Bible who did exploits by knowing their God. A few people in the Bible who did exploits by knowing their God. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. The Bible speaking concerning Abraham. Abraham encountered God for himself in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. And God said to Abraham, get out of thy father's house, out of thy country.
country, out of thy kindred, to a place that I will show you. And Abraham began to walk with God and began to have a personal knowledge of God. And the point came that Abraham knew so much about God. Abraham had so much experience with God to a point that God called him his friend. Do you know what it means for a spirit to call a mortal man his friend? Abraham had come to the point of intimacy with God where God had to call him his friend. And it did not just end there. Abraham knew God so much that even Jesus had to take off his garment of divinity and put upon the garment of a denatured man in order to call that the blessings of a man who knew God so much might come upon the Gentiles. And so the Bible says in the book of the Amishas, he said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the Lord. Being made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone who hangs upon a tree, that the blessing of Abraham, who is Abraham? Abraham was a man that knew God so much. Abraham was a man who walked with God so much to the point that the blessing that was upon the life of Abraham, it took Jesus dying the death of the first man for that blessing to come upon the Gentiles. But it begins with knowing God. And in Genesis chapter 26, from verse 1 to 14, remember I told you that as it has to do with exploiters, it does not matter how much you have been told about God, you must go and experience God for yourself. Abraham encountered God in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, and Isaac showed up in Genesis chapter 26, from verse 1 to verse 14. Thank God for what his father Abraham knew about God, but Isaac did not rely on that. Isaac did not rely on what his father knew about God, because when it comes to exploits, every man must walk the path of intimacy for himself. So Isaac said, although my father knew God so much, although he did so much exploit, but me also I will find God for myself, and I will know God for myself. And the point came there, Isaac, the Bible says, as he began to know God, the Bible says he began to wax greater. The more he knew God, the more he was waxing great. And the point came that the Bible says he became so great that the whole nation of Philistine began to envy him. That one man became the envy of the nation. How? By knowing God. By knowing God. They that do know their God. They that do know their God. They that do have a personal relationship and a personal experience with God. Those are the ones who will be strong and do express. So although Abraham encountered God, but when Isaac showed up, Isaac also knew God for himself. And so there is not only the God of Abraham, there is also the God of Isaac. And in Genesis chapter 32, when Jacob showed up, ha! Thank God for men like this who walked with God and knew God. You know the Bible says that we should be followers of those who prove faith and patience, meaning observe what they did in order for them to do the kind of exploit they were doing. If you follow that path, you will arrive at a destination called exploit. And when Jacob showed up in Genesis chapter 32, although his grandfather Abraham was a great patriarch of faith, although his father Isaac was a great man and had so much knowledge and intimacy with God, but when, Abraham, when Jacob showed up, Abraham, Jacob said, I myself, I will also know God for myself. 
I will also know God for myself. And Jacob began to walk the path of intimacy with the Holy Ghost. As he began to walk the path of intimacy with the Holy Ghost, he became greater. He became greater. He became greater. And to the point where, oh, even God said, as a man, you have had power with God and man. As a priest, you have had power with God and you have prevailed. He said, therefore, my name shall no longer be called Jacob. I thought it was his father who had an encounter with God that gave him that name, Jacob. Until you know God for yourself, you will not know your true identity. And if you don't know your true identity, expect will be far from you. Isaac knew God and named him Jacob. But when Jacob encountered God, God said, this is not what I have concerning you, as it has to do with the blueprint of the destiny. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Why? Because he encountered God for himself. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And so there is the God of Abraham. There is the God of Isaac. And there is the God of Jacob. Remember I said God must move from being just the God of your pastor to my God. So there is the God of Abraham, there is the God of Isaac, and there is the God of Jacob. Although it is the same God that revealed himself to these three different people, but he revealed himself in three different dimensions to them. Do you know why? Because their destinies are different. Their destinies are different. Exploiting life is a function of the blueprint of the destiny. Their destinies are different. And so the dimension of God that was revealed to Abraham is not the same dimension that was revealed to Isaac. The dimension that was revealed to Isaac is not the same dimension that was revealed to Jacob. Because I told you earlier that no two persons on the face of the earth has the same destiny. Do you know why? Because every destiny is a reflection and a representation of a dimension in God. And the same way no two dimensions in God are the same is the same way no two destinies on the face of the earth are the same. There are over seven billion people on the face of the earth, but nobody has your same kind of fingerprints. Over seven billion people Nobody has your exact kind of fingerprints. The same way nobody has the same fingerprint that you have is the same way nobody has the same destiny that you have. My prayer for us this morning is that every one of us will move from the point where the only thing we know about God are the things which were told us. We will move from that point to walking the path of intimacy with the Holy Ghost for ourselves. I thought I would hear a loud amen. Hallelujah. And so exploit in life is as captured in the blueprint of your destiny. Exploit in life is as captured in the blueprint of your destiny. And only the one who wrote that concerning you has the capacity. Remember when Jesus came, Jesus said, I have come in the volume of the books as it is written concerning me. Every man has that which has been written concerning him. That's why you need to know him for yourself. That's why you need to know the Holy Ghost for yourself. And in Exodus chapter 3, from verse 1 to 14, a man called Moses. Remember, we are looking at engaging the power of the Holy Ghost for exploit. And I said, until you know God for yourself, exploit will be far from you. Because exploit is a function of knowing the Spirit. Exploit in life is a function of knowing a spirit and God is a spirit 
So he said, they that do know their God. And when Moses showed up in Exodus chapter 3, from verse 1 and from verse 1 to verse 14, Moses said, although my father's knew God, you know, when Moses encountered God in the burning bush, God showed up and told Moses, I am the God of your father's, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Moses said, that is not my business. Me, I want to ruin for myself. And he said, who will I tell? The children of Israel sent me. And God said to him, now you are talking. That is the language of people who you do express in life. And God revealed a direction to Moses that was never revealed to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. And he said, I am that I am. I am that I am. He showed up and said, I am the God of your father. Thank God for what you revealed to my father. I need my personal revelation. Because it is on the strength of my personal revelation that I will run this race and do so much exploits in life. And as Moses began to know God, my goodness, a point came where God was bragging about Moses. He said, I speak to Moses as a friend speaks to his friend. Ah! Moses came to a point of intimacy that he could boldly tell God, I want to see your face. I want to see your face. And because of the level of relationship that God had with Moses, God told Moses, if I show you my face, you will die. You. <laughs> but what brought him to that point? It was personal knowledge of God. That he came to the point where he walked with God so much and he said, God, I want to see your face. This, this God that we are talking about, this God that we've been preaching about, a man told him, I want to see your face. And God said, what I will do for you is that I will hide you in the cliffs of a rock. And when I am passing, I will cause you to see my back. So a mortal being saw the back of this God that we've been preaching for decades of years. Why? Because he knew God. <laughs> because he knew God for himself. That's the basic. That's the foundation of exploits. You want to do exploits? There are only two scriptures in the Bible where the word exploits is being mentioned. And this is the prescription when it has to do with exploits. He said, they that do know their God. They that do know their God. And one thing I know is that when it has to do with the purchase of faith, oh, every one of them knew God for themselves. The revelation of your pastor, sir, is not, I, I tell you, sir, there are battles in life you will face <laughs> that it will take a personal revelation to bring you out and to make you victorious. There are battles in life you will face in destiny. There are battles of destinies you will face that it will take a personal knowledge. It will take your personal intimacy. I say, for every man to do expert in life, you must walk the path of intimacy for yourself. So a man like Moses had so much knowledge of God to the point where he saw the back of God. And the same man laid hands on Joshua. Ah, that's enough. If such a man lay hands on you in our generation, you just cut that clip and post on Facebook. And before you know, you have hundreds of thousands of followers. That the man who saw the back of God is the one that made hands on me. But when Joshua showed up, Joshua said, although you saw the back of God, me also I want to know God for myself. I also want to know God. You want to know God? You want to do it straight? You must know God for yourself. So Joshua said, thank God that God showed you his back. Me also, I want to know God. 
And the point came that Joshua knew God so much, my goodness. Joshua knew God so much. In the book of Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12, the Bible says that Joshua had so much intimacy with God to the point where Joshua said, let the sun stand upon the mountain of Gideon and let the moon stand upon the valley of a channel. And the Bible says that the sun did not make haste to go down. The sun did not make haste to go down. The moon did not make haste to go down. Let the sun stand. How do you command the sun to stand still except that you have so much personal knowledge and intimacy with God? And the Bible says that it has never been heard. It has never been done before that day and after that day when the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. Ah! When the Lord Excuse me, sir. Is it not the Bible that said in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 that as long as the earth remains, day and night shall not cease to be in their place? But the man came and he stopped day and night. He suspended day and night from being in their place. The Bible says it has never been heard before. That before that day it has never happened. And after that day it will never happen again. In the day that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of the man. And one man sir, one man took out one full day from the month of February. That's why till, you re- till Jesus returns, the month of February is still not complete. Why? Because one man stopped the sun. One man stopped the sun. But the good thing is that the Bible says concerning Joshua that that which Joshua did has never been heard before and will never repeat itself again. Do you know why? Because the way God designed destiny is such that every destiny is meant to do what has never been done before and what can never be done again. Did you hear what I said? The way God designed destiny. Remember, every destiny in life is a representation and a reflection of a dimension in God. And not two dimensions are the same. That's why when John was taken to heaven, he found out that surrounding the throne of God, there were 24 thrones. And upon those 24 thrones, there sat 24 elders. And he said, day and night, they cease not to cast their crowns and to fall to their feet to cry holy. Do you know why they've been crying holy? forever and ever. Because every time they bow and raise their head, they see a dimension of God that they've never seen before. They bow to worship that dimension. When they raise their head, they see another dimension they've never seen before. And the Bible says they have been doing it forever and ever. So every destiny is meant to do what has never been done before and can never be done again. That's why I'm not looking for the mountain of Elijah. <laughs> because my destiny is different from that of Elijah. I'm not looking for the mantle of Moses. I'm not looking for the mantle of the prophet because my ministry is different from that of Moses and that of the prophet. Thank God for the revelation that those men have, but I will find God for myself because when I find God, I will also find out that inside of God there is also the mantle of Aaron. So when I find God, and begin to know him, I will find that mantle. I've been telling my generation and I keep telling them, sir. Remember I told you that every 
destiny on the face of the earth is meant to do what has never been done before and what can never be done again. I keep telling everybody that gets to listen, sir, that since this earth was created, the world has never seen a pastor like me. And even after I leave this side of the divide, the world will never see a pastor like me. Do you know why? Because the message that God gave to me, I'm the only one that can preach it. There can be a billion pastors on the face of the earth, but no one can do my ministry. I'm the only one. And so young ladies, listen to me. Stop copying people. Don't go about, you don't fulfill destiny. You don't do exploits in life by copying people. All you need to do is to find God. When you find God, you will find out that inside of God, there is also the mantle of Jennifer. And if Jennifer can find God, if Jennifer can touch God, if Jennifer can begin to have intimacy with the Holy Ghost, she will find that mantle in God. And when she finds that mantle and begins to walk in it, I tell you the truth, sir, the world will never recover from her exploits. The world will never recover from her exploits. But no one can know the you cannot know God except by the Holy Ghost. They that do know their God, they that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. But you cannot know God except by the Holy Ghost. You cannot know God except by the Holy Ghost. The Bible speaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, he said, For what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of that man? He said, Likewise knoweth no man the things of God except the spirit of God. For the spirit himself searches all things. Yeah, the deep things of God. You cannot know God except by the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to go into how to build intimacy with the Holy Ghost because our mama taught us that on Wednesday. If you were not in church on Wednesday, visit the studio department. They will give you the message. Hallelujah. Our mama already took us through how to build intimacy with the Holy Ghost. But I will just leave you with one key as it has to do with walking the path of intimacy with God. That is the key of hunger. The key of hunger and the key of thirst. If you must know God, ah, if you must know God, the primary key to knowing God and to having intimacy with the Holy Ghost is the key of hunger and the key of thirst. The psalm is speaking in Psalm 63 and verse 1. He said, My soul tested for thee, O God. My flesh longings for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water that you come to a point where ah, all you desire is God that you desire God more than bread and wine that you desire God more than food that you desire God more than every other thing that is the primary key to walking in intimacy with God and when Apostle Paul showed up Apostle Paul put it this way in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, he said that I may know him. That I may know him. That I, that there is an insatiable hunger and thirst for God inside of you that I may know him. Apostle Paul, that was telling the people, although I came later, but I am the chiefest of all the apostles. How? Because he had just one prayer. That I may know him. That I may know him. Until that is your heart desire day and night, sir. Intimacy with the Holy Ghost is not possible. So Jesus speaking, he said on that great job of his Jesus stood and he cried out and he said, If any man test, if any man test, 
that the key for intimacy with the Holy Ghost is the key of testing. He said, if any man tests, let him come. There is enough experience for everyone to have. Let him come. There is enough experience for everyone to have. When Sina showed up, she said, the more I know you, is the more I want to know you. Jesus, more until you desire more of him. Intimacy is not possible. And as you begin to join in the corridors of knowing the Holy Ghost, as you begin to journey in intimacy with the Holy Ghost, you will find out that as touching exploiter, you will have to deploy the power of God from the heavens. And that power of God from the heavens flows through intimacy. And then you will also have to deploy the power of the Holy Ghost from the earth. The power of the Holy Ghost from the earth flows through principles. Until you deploy those two powers, sir, exploits will be far from you. I said for you to do exploits, you will have to deploy the power of the Holy Ghost from the heaven. That one flows through intimacy. And you will also have to deploy the power of the Holy Ghost from the earth. That word flows through principles. Intimacy with the Holy Ghost is not a substitute for principles. As a matter of fact, sir, principles are so rich to an extent where even though God loves you, He can still watch you die if you don't follow principles. That's how principles, that's how rigid principles are. That you deploy the power from the heaven that flows through intimacy. And you deploy the power from the earth that flows through principle. The moment the power of the Holy Ghost from the heaven meets with the power of the Holy Ghost from the earth, it produces a reaction. And the name of that reaction is what we call exploits. And so, let me show us a few principles that we must deploy from the earth realm if we must enjoy exploiting life. Remember I said as you begin to know God, you will find out that although you are having intimacy with the Holy Ghost, although you are having intimacy with the Holy Ghost, you will also have to engage the principles of the earth because it is the same power of the Holy Ghost that is credited into principles. The first principle you must engage is the principle of value. You want to do exploits in life, you must engage, number one, the principle of value. You must build value, sir. You must come to a point where what you have to offer is so unique that it cannot be ignored. If you must do exploits, you must come to a point where what you have to offer must be so unique and so spectacular that it cannot be ignored. It is true, sir, that no man is indispensable. But at the same time, I submit to you with all honesty that there is a level of value you will build that will make it impossible for people to get a replacement for you. That if you are working in a company, the day you leave that company, it will be very difficult for them to get a replacement for you. It's not just the anointing that causes you to make experts in life. It is the anointing plus value. That's why the Bible speaking in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 20. He said Daniel was found 10 times better. Not only the anointing, what he was doing was 10 times better. So if you place Daniel side by side his contemporaries, he will beat them hands down 10 times better. Number two value, you must build strategic relationships. 
You must build strategic relationships. Yes, sir. No matter the kind of value you have, oh Joseph, although you have the ability and the value of interpreting dreams, you will also need a person in the palace to tell the king about you. So the person, somebody had to tell the king about Joseph. Somebody had to tell the king about Mordecai. Somebody will have to tell the king about you if you must do exploits. And the last thing is that you must build capacity. You must build capacity. You want to do exploits in life, you must build capacity. Building capacity simply means improving on your career, improving on your business, improving on your destiny, improving on that which God has written concerning you. That you come to a point where you and your assignment you are one. Even if they wake you from the sleep and say, come and do it, you will still do it ten times better. That's building capacity. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, the Bible says every time they call Daniel to come and interpret dreams, Daniel will tell the king, please give me three days. Let me go and pray and fast. What Daniel was doing was that he was walking the path of intimacy. He was building value. But the point came that Daniel built so much capacity that one day they called Daniel. And Daniel no longer required three days to go and pray and fast. Daniel walked into the palace and began to read the handwriting of the angels and said, Mene, Mene, take care of us. He began to interpret it without asking for three days to pray and fast. That is capacity. He had built capacity to the point where that thing that usually takes him three days to pray and fast for, he can stroll into the palace and interpret the writings. Somebody shout hallelujah. But here this are. Remember I told you there are principles to follow. The first principle is to follow the principle of surrendering to Jesus. 